This is a special world report with a friend of Medjugorje. The cattle ranchers have been warning that sooner or later they were going to have to sell off part of their herds because of this drought. It turns out it was sooner. It's pretty amazing because thinking that it's only early June and we have a long way to go until the rainy season. So people are starting to stress. We're at a tipping point for Arizona, for California, for Nevada. It is just that simple. But rebuilding a herd can take at least three years. And with no guarantee of rain next year, Mike doesn't mind admitting he's scared. Here is a bird's eye view of the impacts of Utah's extreme drought. What you're looking at, believe it or not, is the Gunnison Reservoir, which is now completely dried up. Our situation's getting pretty dire, ugly. Everybody's in the same situation. They're going to have to sell probably 25 to 50 percent of them because there's nowhere to go with them. I mean, we've just got no feed to feed them. Six months from now, we can, if we have to sell all our cattle, there's going to be a lot of ranchers that won't be back ranching again. Once we all live with our ties to the land, history marched on with its unseen hand. Now so few with the earth are bound They vanish like Indians Sure as the sun goes down This is their song So hear it before they're gone For too long there'll be no farmers at all There'll be people in the food industry They'll be employed Work for the company Your food will be engineered Scientifically grown Sure as the sun comes up Sure as the sun goes down there is a problem now that is beginning to happen that I told you about a couple of months ago. The drought uh, all across the West is really, really bad. Cattle ranchers now in Colorado fear that they are going to have to start culling their cattle. And the problem is we only have four main processors for beef and pigs and everything else. And two of them are owned by foreign governments. One of them, biggest one, owned by China. And so if you have cattle, you can't sell them now or say, hey, I want to process this beef. You can't do it because the processing plants, the smaller ones, are backed up for a year. So you have to either kill and bury your cow or try to find some way to feed the cow for an extra year, and there's no food. We can't grow the alfalfa, and it costs outrageous sums of money to get the alfalfa up for, you know, let's say Arizona, up to Wyoming, and the farmers can't afford it. So what do they do? 
This has been a really, really bad year for farmers and for ranchers. And we're going to pay a very hefty price for all of this. I want to warn you that higher prices of beef and everything, higher prices are coming. And uh, they're coming soon to a grocery store near you. So make sure if you like meat, that you go out and you buy some extra meat and you freeze it. So now you've got four processing plants. And you've got some local processors, but not enough to be able to handle anything like this. And God forbid we we cull all of these cattle and we just bury them. That's just, it's immoral. It's immoral. Bill Gates is now buying up farms everywhere. He's now the largest private farm owner in the world. America's biggest owner of farmland is now Bill Gates. Terrifying thought. You've got King of Monsanto has just uh, taken over the USDA. The attacks are coming quicker. It's like birthing pains. They're getting worse and they're coming quicker all the time by all different entities. I mean, not just environmental organizations, but they're coming through governmental organizations. They're coming from individuals. They're coming from special interest groups. They're coming even from our own government. And it's, in my opinion, it's all a a track to take private property from the individual and implement communism. How much meat is coming from other countries when America, as we knew, is the greatest meat-producing nation in the world, especially for quality? This is where we have the USDA. This is where we have environmental organizations that make sure that, you know, every ranch is doing this the right way. I mean, there's a reason why it's expensive for you to do it. We do it the right way. And then we just open up the back door and let all of this product come in here. The control is in the hands of the oligarchs. So we have too much power by too few people and they're able to do and manipulate and collude and control these uh, supply chains. I just tried to think of why, what is this attack on meat agriculture about? And I go back and go back again, it's all about control, communism. And in order to put one world order into place, they must have control of the people. The issue is the ability to grab private property. It's all about grabbing private property, land grabs. You know what we've done in the beef industry? We are opening at record levels of small beef processing facilities and plants across the nation. And we're going farm to table at a bigger pace than we ever have. And it's incredible to watch. I love watching it. Monsanto, the head of it, he just switched jobs to the head of the United States Department of Agriculture? Make a question of that. Give me an answer for it. There's something cooking when you got a mega, mega, mega company that affects agricultural and what they sell, growth hormones for cows. They're the largest biotech corporation. They've genetically engineered and patented the seeds. They're responsible for Agent Orange. And it doesn't end. A couple years ago, we talked about the revolving door. These companies, the presidents, the people on the boards, or whoever, 
move to the government job, the government jobs from the USDA go into Monsanto or the company. Everything is corrupt. The question we have to ask, are these companies glorifying God? So what was this clip about? What's this purpose? Its purpose is to prove what Our Lady is telling to us. All systems out there are in trouble. It's not mega. It's not to go bigger. You heard what Glenn Beck said. The four largest processing plants for meat slaughtering controls most of the market. About six or seven months ago, the slaughterhouse we've been using for Caritas, for what we do, said they couldn't take us. They were booked for a year. Beck was talking about these four giant ones. They're booked for a year. And if you put the drought on top of that, and you can't feed the cows, and you might want to give them to the poor people, what are they going to do with it? Are people hungry? It's got to be processed. There is a force pushing you, pushing us, pushing everybody to start thinking small. Big? No. Small. God did not give us cows for us to have a thousand of them. To go mega and big instead of being small, you're inviting one other virus come to cows one other problem, go through the whole herd. We're supposed to be not cattlemen, and I'm not criticizing them in that sense. We're supposed to be agrarian. If you're agrarian, you're close to the soil, and you have 360. You don't just do eggs for the chickens. You do the eggs for the chickens and for eating the chickens. You just don't do milk cows. You have milk cow and a beef cows. You can have pigs. You can have sheep. You can have goats. That's an agrarian life. And you're growing your food out of your ground. And that's the stability. And I'm telling you, that's the future. Small, small, small. You don't have to have a mega operation. And if you do, it better be like a village. And you all are together doing the 360 of everything. The food chain supply is going away. The mass production in our food chain is not of God. And you got a rubber stamp, you got a guarantee that can be stamped on that statement, it's going away. And we see it in front of us right now. You see, well, I can't go out there and buy 100 acres right now. I want to repeat what I've said before long ago. Going to Medjugorje back in 1986, they were bringing everything they needed to survive as a grand people on an acre or two on their land. I was surprised what they produced with it. And they survived by it. They had to. Communism wouldn't give them products that they needed. We're looking at a future that has to be downsized. We got a, a local place that was incorporated as a city five miles from here. And their mayor is already turning into Mussolini. They want to annex everything around here. Many miles across these mountains. 
We're going to fight them with tooth and nails. That's not going to happen for us. Growing a little bitty town into a big city translates into growing a bigger police department, more crime, more garbage, more difficulties, more of what the world is now that's going to be destroyed. It is the Corona version. Most of you from here have got that book. Reread it. You need to be motivated, and you got to go back to these messages. That book contains many, many messages of Our Lady showing that all based in the grand life. It brings you closer to God. It brings consolation. It brings security. Your only food chain supply. And instead of calling Walmart or some other place or Amazon, you call God. You're with your knees in the dirt. Bless all our fields. And God will do that. I lady gave the message saying that. She says, before you work, bless your work. And at the end of the work, bless it again. I had several of the grandkids spend a night the other night. They wanted a story. So I told them about a, a man who bought four acres. He was so thrilled to get in those four acres. He wanted to produce. So he told God, this first acre... I'm going to give everything from it that I get the acre for you. But when he started digging that, he hit coal. He was amazed. He said, I can use this coal, make fires and whatever, and use this. This is something valuable. So, God, I'm going to give you this second acre next to that. And so when he got on that, started digging there, he hit oil the next year when he started digging. He said, well, this oil, I can use this and sell that. This is God, I know you won't, I said that, give you this, but I'm going to give you the third acre over there. The next year he played another crop on that. He starts digging. You know what he finds? Silver. And he looks at that oil acre, that coal acre. And he says, God, I can't give this up. I got to keep this. There's so much. I can do things with this, God. So the next year he does the fourth one. He digs there, and he finds something yellow there, and it's filled with gold. And he was sick, and he lost all his blessings. Why? Because God inspired for him to pick the least value on the first acre. See, God blesses you. If he kept that coal and said, okay, I'm going to give it everybody at our church, our parish, or whatever, and they can use it, I'm going to give this for the poor, And then I got the second, third, and fourth. Look what he had. But he lost his blessing. All the grandkids started dying laughing. But the moral of the story is, you give to God what's due to God, and he will take care of everything. He didn't foresee what God was going to give him and be happy because he had given his first acre. God was pleased with him. He lost his blessing. And that's where we are today. We've lost the blessing of God. Put on your kitchen billboard, July 5th, 1984. These are Thursday messages. These are formational messages. This is when our lady is trying to bring them together to follow her. These are instructions, very important for the parish. So July 5th, 1984, you hang that up. It says, Dear children, today I wish to tell you, always pray before your work. Not sometimes, always 
pray before your work, and in your work with prayer. If you do that, God will bless you and your work. That's a guarantee. She's coming down from heaven that if you do that, that's going to be blessed. If you didn't do it, it's not going to be blessed. It's available to you every single day. God will bless you and your work. These days, you've been praying too little and working a lot. What is the worth of it? Working yourself to death, getting a thousand cows and all these things, and you're trying to just do it through money and through food and through all these things. They may be killing millions of cows in the next month or so. Therefore, pray in prayer, you will find rest. You can go to sleep after night. I have a hard labor day or even a day that wasn't that with a lot of labor, and rest at peace because my place, what I'm doing, my work, is glorifying God. It's in His hands. The little G's not going to help you. Speaking of the government, it's going to be the big G, God. He's what's going to help you. The USDA is supposed to be helping you. A lobbyist from Monsanto, wrote some new writings for the USDA. You know what they did? They're going to allow genetically engineered foods as organic. So you might think, well, they just start doing this. Now, what else are they going to do? No, that wasn't just happen. They did this in 2013, eight years ago. So all this organic labeling allows what you're eating to be genetically engineered. You think maybe that's why so many people are sick? Immunities? Immunity problems? Of course it is. You can't make something for profit without consequences. Europe at least had the sense not to let GMOs come into their country. But where about Medjugorje, Medjugorje, Medjugorje? Medjugorje is about everything that's happening right now. On every topic, every field, every avenue, everything across the world, it is off base. It is underneath the power of Satan. Our Lady said July 19th, 1984, Dear children, these days you have been experiencing how Satan is working. Nobody could imagine or even have a vision or even dream about how the world is falling apart right now. July 12, 1984, these days Satan wants to frustrate my plans. Pray that his plans not be realized. It's going to be realized if you continue following the world. Because we're taking many steps, many bad steps. We can't even turn around. We can't reverse it. Most of everybody's been in the ocean. And most everybody felt small undertoads that wants to pull you back out into the ocean. Because we haven't hold our lady's hand, we have many people drowning. September second, two thousand six, Mariana was told by our lady about the future. Do not deceive yourselves that you can do anything. She didn't say something, she says anything without him. Not even to take a single step. That's how serious the time is at this moment. Our lady has made it very clear she wants to give you freedom. 
She wants you to have peace. She's leading us that way for 40 years. And in the 40th anniversary, she says that. I am calling all of you, pray with me for peace and freedom. Because Satan is strong and by his deception wants to leave all the more hearts from my motherly heart. And then she gives the incredible, incredible message on that 40th anniversary day, crossing the desert from 1981 to 2021. She says, that is why decide for God so that it may be good for you on the land. That's a bombshell. It's more than a bombshell. It's the 40 years in the desert. Our lady's not going to mislead you. She's not going to mislead me. She's not going to do something symbolically. It's impossible for her to say on the 40th anniversary within her thoughts about the Israelites in the desert for 40 years to get to the promised land that God gave to them. And if you think that's enough the way she said it, that is why I decide for God so that it may be good for you on the land. And then she adds this to it to show you, don't make no mistake what I'm talking about. Don't think at all that I'm not bringing you out of the desert to the promised land. What follows the word land, she says, it may be good for you on the land which God gave you. I don't care what you pay for your land. How little, how much, how great, how you work for it. If you get land, God gave it to you. It was there before you were born. It was there before Adam was born. We're only stewards of the land. And all we want to do is make profit and make money. I decided long ago not to work for money. I wanted to work for a way of life. Where our children are born here and we can die here and be buried on that land. Between birth to death, what is sandwiched in that is everything in life should be. If you follow the messages... What you hold about Bill Gates buying all this land, one track he has is right outside of Arizona, and they can build 80,000 houses. Isn't that nice? It's not going to happen, people. The great investor, Bill Gates, he's going to lose. It's not going to happen because it's not glorifying God. I want you to contemplate that, what we think about land and what we've done with it, instead of making it holy, we've turned it into a curse. Building houses, growing the banking industries, all at the expense of losing the way of life God wanted to give to us. Well, I was born in this valley on this ranch I was raised I learned to loop Rope and dally On the S 
lazy age Where the roots of my people They run deep on this place I am sixth generation On the S, lazy age And when it came to the future I never gave it a thought If there were Bronx to be broken Endless tears to be caught Where my youth, it was carefree For the work was my play And what I loved would always be there On the S, lazy age I had one beloved sister A few years younger than me Before so cowboy had kissed her She left for school in the east Me, I might have gone to college Might have liked to fly planes But my dad Needed help to run the S Lazy H So I worked There alongside him Put out all years In this place And I gained Appreciation For the lines On his face And when mom Had grown older And when dad passed away It fell to me To look after The S Lazy H By now my sister She had married A sharp attorney back east We didn't see eye to eye But I did my best To make peace What did they see When they looked over Over the fence One fine day They saw a whole Lot of value In the S Lazy H So after thought and assessment The court awarded them half And no cow Calf operation Carries that kind of cash Well I worked through the numbers Worked them every which way Yeah I went through the numbers Oh and boys I'm afraid I had to sell 20 sections of the S Lazy H Sometimes right isn't equal Sometimes equal's not fair There will soon be rows of houses on that ridge over there Many lifetimes of labor will be all but erased 
to shed a tear And look skyward, God help the ass, lazy age Last few years were a struggle, but I gave it my best, and I tried to go forward on the land that was left. Well, I have lived with the sorrow, and I will die with the shame. For now the bank owns what's left of the S. Lazy H We have many people that we know had big operations on the land and the world went that way. They're benefactors to our mission. What I'm saying is not condemning them. We just have naturally gravitated toward these things. And that's why they's coming to interrupt the show us. And they're doing their best to what they have to glorify God through what they do have in their big operations. A lawyer friend of mine told me the last will has broken up many, many farms. And he's here to give us an opportunity to band together and have small communities. Small is what's going to be big in the future. In our novena we're doing right now for our country, for reconciling ourselves, our family, and our nation, our nation back to God. And in one of the messages this past week, it says, For you who have the faith, this time constitutes a great opportunity for you to be converted and to deepen your faith. The big opportunity is to get away from big tech because it's going away. Things are going to be more manual because those things are going to disappear in a flash. Now's the time to build your system. Get it in your thoughts and your mentality. The, the day is coming that big tech is going to be an antique, the old way to do things. Begin tomorrow. Kneel down and pray before you work. And at the end of your work, kneel down and ask for a blessing of that work to draw you closer to Our Lady, to God, to His will. And you'll be consoled. And you'll sleep a lot better. We wish you, Our Lady, We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje.
These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.